you have a penis? Do you have a penis? Do you have a penis? Okay, I've tried several times to get through that without laughing, but that's just not going to happen. Top of the morning to ya. And happy St. Patrick's Day. Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Whiskey and Potatoes. I am Joey St. Valentine, and I am so happy to have you here. It is St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2023, and I'm going to be talking about all things Irish. Everything from Ireland, everything popular, everything famous from Ireland, to give you a little history. I know you guys love to hear my voice when I talk about stuff. So what do you think of what do you think of Ireland? Me? I don't know. I mean, like the poor Irish, right? They, I don't know how the rest of the world feels about them, but here in America, they've been pigeonholed into being like drunks. Everything's green. Everything's potatoes. Everything's whiskey. Everything is emeralds, red hair, blue eyes. And I am ashamed to say I don't know a whole lot more about the Irish. They seem to be this country of very pasty, white, red-haired people that just kind of exist. They don't ever go to war with anybody. They don't cause any trouble, but they don't really excel at anything. And I know that like one quarter of the immigrants that came over, no, excuse me, one quarter of Ireland came over in the 19th century to America. So they were huge, you know? I mean, they were everything from street beggars to the fucking police force. And chances are that you are slightly Irish or very Irish if you are a white American. And we celebrate St. Patrick's Day every year. Uh, Any excuse in America to get rip-roaring drunk, and this year just happens to fall on a Friday, which means people are going to get fucking blasted. I'm all for celebrating St. Patrick's Day, but I never really understood what it meant. Uh, You know, not when I was younger. I just knew that if I went to school and I wasn't wearing green, then some girl was going to come up and pinch me, and it was really fucking annoying, and I don't even think I own anything green, so I don't know what I'm going to wear. So if you were like to ask the average American, like, hey, what do you think of when you think of Ireland? What are you going to say? You two, the cranberries, lucky charms. They're always after me, lucky charms. Especially Hitler. Well, I'm going to give you a little history on St. Patrick's Day and then also tell you about some very important people that come from the little island of Ireland, the Emerald Isle. So if I begin to speak in a horrible, horrible Irish accent, I apologize. I suck at doing an Irish accent and I apologize to any Irish people that might be listening and take offense to it. So here we go. Now, while St. Patrick's Day is associated with wearing green, parades, and beer, The holiday is grounded in history that dates back more than 1,500 years, and the earliest known celebrations were held in the 17th century on March 17th, marking the anniversary of the death of St. Patrick in the 5th century. So I dug up some fun trivia on St. Patrick, and here we go. The real St. Patrick was born in Britain. Much of what is known about St. Patrick's life has been interwoven with folklore and legend, And historians generally believe that St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, was born in Britain, not Ireland, near the end of the 4th century. 
And at age 16, he was kidnapped by Irish raiders and sold as a slave to a Celtic priest in Northern Ireland. And after toiling for six years as a shepherd, he escaped back to Britain. He eventually returned to Ireland as a Christian missionary. So, contrary to popular belief, St. Patrick was actually born in Britain. Among the legends associated with St. Patrick is that he stood atop an Irish hillside and he banished snakes from Ireland, prompting all serpents to slither away into the sea. Well, research actually suggests snakes never occupied the Emerald Isle in the first place. There are no signs of snakes in the country's fossil record, and water has surrounded Ireland since the last glacial period. Before that, the region was covered in ice and would have been too cold for the reptiles, so... Uh, leprechauns are likely based on Celtic fairies. The red-haired, green-clothed leprechaun that is commonly associated with St. Patrick's Day. The original name for these figures of folklore is Loberken, meaning small-bodied fellow. Belief in leprechauns likely stems from Celtic belief in fairies, tiny men and women who could use their magical powers to serve good or evil. In Celtic folktales, leprechauns were cranky souls responsible for mending the shoes of the other fairies. Now, if you haven't seen the movie Leprechaun with the amazing Warwick Davis, you know, the little person who was in Willow. Actually, I guess he's in the new Willow, which is garbage, and Disney Plus is already canceled. Leprechaun is a horror movie. I use that very loosely because it's just as funny as it is supposed to be scary. Actually, it, it, I think it was meant to be taken seriously the first time around, and then they realized, okay, this is so fucking campy, let's just run with it. Warwick Davis plays the leprechaun, and he's going around murdering people. This was Jennifer Aniston's first movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. There's an entire saga, which eventually leads to the infamous Leprechaun in the Hood, and it's as awesome as the name implies. But the funny thing about Leprechaun, the movie, and I mention this because folklore talks about how leprechauns shine the shoes of fairies. Well, in the movie, in order to keep the leprechaun from killing you, you just throw shoes at him. And he had to stop and shine them. So there's this scene with Jennifer Aniston and the leprechauns chasing her. And I guess because she's a woman, she's got five gazillion pairs of shoes and she's chucking them out into the yard at the leprechaun and he's stopping constantly. He's like, oh, 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 oh. And he, he's fucking vigorously shining the shoes. He can't do anything but shine the shoes. And uh, she manages to get away because of this ridiculous fucking weakness in the leprechaun. Uh, shamrocks. Shamrocks are obviously a big part of St. Patrick's Day. The shamrock, a three-leaf clover. Now, mind you, a lot of people are like four-leaf clovers are, are lucky. It's actually the three-leaf clover, which is the which is commonly how the plant grows. A four-leaf clover is just like a, a genetic defect in the plant when you find one. That's why they're so rare. So finding a four-leaf clover is is just a you know is just the genetics of the plant getting messed up. It's rare. That's what's so cool about it. But it was never considered lucky. It was always the three-leaf clover associated with Ireland for centuries. It's been called the Shamroy by the Celts and was considered a sacred plant that symbolized the arrival of spring. According to legend, St. Patrick used the plant as a visual guide when explaining the Holy Trinity. By the 17th century, the shamrock had become a symbol of emerging Irish nationalism. So, 
if you know, if you're a Catholic, you know, the Holy Trinity, well, I guess probably all Christians, but the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, that's the Holy Trinity. Well, with the shamrock being three-leaved, it was a way for uh, St. Patrick to represent it via religion, which makes St. Patrick's Day a very, very religious holiday because whether you know this or not, you are celebrating Christianity becoming the dominant religion in Ireland. The first St. Patrick's Day parade was held in America. While people in Ireland had celebrated St. Patrick since the 1600s, the tradition of St. Patrick's Day parade began in America and actually predates the founding of the United States. Records show that a St. Patrick's Day parade was held on March 17, 1601 in a Spanish colony that is now St. Augustine, Florida. The parade and a St. Patrick's Day celebration a year earlier were organized by the Spanish colony's Irish vicar, Ricardo Artur. More than a century later, homesick Irish soldiers serving in the English military marched in Boston in 1737 and in New York City on March 17th. Enthusiasm for the St. Patrick's Day parades in New York City, Boston, and other early American cities only grew from there. In fact, the only time that we haven't had St. Patrick's Day parades was 2020 and 2021, and that is because of COVID. The Irish have a long history of being scorned in America. Now, while Irish Americans now are proud to showcase their heritage, the Irish were not always celebrated by fellow Americans. Beginning in 1845, a devastating potato blight caused widespread hunger throughout Ireland. You may remember learning about this in history, the Great Potato Famine. It caused over a million Irish people to die, and another two million abandoned Ireland and got their asses to America because they were fucking starving. Uh, most of the exiles, nearly a quarter of the Irish nation, came to the shores of the United States. Uh, once they arrived, Irish refugees were looked down upon as disease-ridden, unskilled, and a drain on welfare budgets. And nothing much has changed. <laughs> Just kidding. A popular Irish dish is corned beef and cabbage. Mmm. <laughs> Nothing like Irish food. When was the last time you were ever like, I could sure go for some Irish corned beef and cabbage. In Ireland, it was actually ham and cabbage was the dish. But here in America, corned beef was much, much cheaper. So it just became the thing because Irish Americans living in lower slums, you know, could afford corned beef as opposed to ham. So there are your interesting facts about St. Patrick's Day and the great country of Ireland. Now I'm going to tell you about some famous Irish people that you should know, but probably don't. Mary Robinson, Ireland's first female president. Yes, that's right. Ireland, not America, has had a female president. I thought by now we probably would have, and I think that we're getting closer. But Ireland did it first, and her name was Mary Robinson. She was the seventh president of the Republic of Ireland, Mary Teresa Wilford Robinson was the first woman to hold this role. While in government, she was well-praised for her efforts to modernize Ireland and reinvigorate the political process. Robinson stepped down during her final year in office to devote herself to human rights work in the United Nations. She is still alive to this day. If you are a fan of poetry, you'll be happy to know that Yeats is from Ireland. Yeats was a gifted poet, one of the most famous figures in the late 19th century Irish literary resurgence. You may possibly have been forced to read him in school. Also, Oscar Wilde is from Ireland. 
His most notable play, The Importance of Being Earnest, and he has written many plays after he moved to London. He was eventually imprisoned and exiled because he was accused of being in a same-sex relationship, which was illegal at the time. Jonathan Swift, whose hair puts Mozart to shame, he is the writer of Gulliver's Travels, a fantastic book. C.S. Lewis, if you don't know who C.S. Lewis is, he is the writer of the Chronicles of Narnia, born and raised in Belfast. Famous actors, Liam Neeson, we all know and love Liam Neeson, I know I do. Pierce Brosnan, I thought he was actually English. 007, James Bond himself, Mr. Pierce Brosnan, born in Louth, Ireland. Michael Fassbender, also Irish, born in Killarney. Graham Norton, TV host and comedian. If you've never seen Graham Horton, this guy is so awesome. I don't know if it shows in America, but he's got a show over on the BBC. And somehow every episode he manages to have like four or five of the most famous American actors in a round table on his show. And it is just spectacular to watch, to see, you know, anywhere from, you can have like Tom Cruise and Jim Carrey and like Jack Black and then the singer of some famous American band all sitting together talking and it's so fucking cool. And usually they all end up imitating each other. If you haven't seen Graham Norton's show, go on YouTube. There's a lot of best of on there and it's fantastic to watch. Fantastic. It's just super duper. Uh, I've, I tried to find a list of famous Irish bands because all I could think of was Bono and um, the Cranberries. Like, really, that's it. That's all I've got. So I found a list of best and most famous Irish bands. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you them whether I know who they are or not. But the first one's called Boyzone. Boyzone uh, from Dublin. And they look like, um, like if NSYNC was a store brand cereal. <laughs> and uh, it says that they rose to prominence as one of the most successful boy bands in the world before going on sabbatical in 2001. They had 16 consecutive top five hits in the UK. Uh, never heard of them. The next band is called The Cores, C-O-R-R-S. Uh, got nothing. Uh, a band called Codaline <laughs> still got nothing, and the rest of them are just like solo artists. I have no idea. I mean, I'm I'm up on my pop culture. I guess like even across the pond, you know, like they're listening to way different music than we are. Because I, man, I've if you've ever looked at the charts, you know, like the Billboard 100, America versus the UK, like the top ten albums right now versus their top ten albums are way fucking different. Like, I love the band Muse, but Muse was never, like, massive in America, whereas in the UK, like, they're the fucking Beatles. And they are a great band, and they are very famous in America, but not like they are there. Let's see, other popular people, let's see, sports. We've got the never-ending vinegar bag, Connor McGregor. If you want to claim him, Ireland, I guess you... Really don't have a choice when your name is Connor McGregor. Doesn't get a whole lot more Irish than that. And uh, that's it. <laughs> Poor Ireland. So that's uh, that's my wrap on Ireland. Hope everybody has a very, very happy St. Patrick's Day. Don't forget to wear green. 
And don't forget to drink very, very responsibly. Unfortunately, there are going to be accidents tomorrow. So please, listeners, don't be one of them. Hug your children, kiss your kitty cats, and please be nice. I'll see you all on Monday. <laughs> see, I told you I can't do it. I'll, I'll see you on Monday. What? Monday? Mo- I'll see. Hold on. I'm going to get this. I'll see you on Monday. I'll, I'll see. <laughs> Fat guy loves cake. I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> That's like six different accents at one time. I'll stop. Bye. Look, on the lily pad, a leprechaun. Catch him. Catch him. Catch him. Always catch me, cause I'm as green as me clover hat marshmallow. Oh, lucky, we're getting closer. They always catch me. What if I had a new great green clover? I'll blend right in, blend right in. Oh, lucky, we're getting closer. They always catch me. We gotta find lucky, gotta find lucky. They're always after me, lucky charms. The chase never stops. Got that right, lucky. Oh yeah, right there. Oh, let me do it. let me fuck your face again. <laughs>